Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, this is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And we are here at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Raiders HQ, kicking off hour number three of the show, Unnecessary Roughness. As a matter of fact, we're at the spot that our next guest was at just yesterday, and that's Bridget Condon from NFL Network on Twitter at Bridget Condon underscore. And Bridget, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. We definitely appreciate you. And it must be nice to kind of be out and about and checking out little camps going from the Raiders to the Rams. How is it fun just kind of visiting with mandatory minicamps? Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. It was so awesome going to Vegas yesterday. That was actually my first time ever in Las Vegas. Wow. It's kind of crazy as a 28-year-old to say, my first 24 hours in Vegas, I didn't even step foot in a casino. But <laughs> it was really fun getting out there despite the heat and just seeing the teams, watching the guys interact. That's what's so fun about minicamp, right? Because you're seeing a more relaxed side of players and coaches. It's the time where you can really build those relationships and start to show face to some of these people because when the season's going, you know, it's it's really hard to get somebody off to the side and try to introduce yourself. So it's really nice to be able to have those moments pop around. I've been at Chargers, Rams, Raiders, and just, you know, start to get a little bit more familiar with the new guys on the team, new coaches, et cetera. How much teaching do you see going on right now as far as I mean we know there's no it's not physical but it seems to me like there's just a lot of teaching where guys can be the coaches are almost like taking it a little bit slower with some of these players just so they understand why they're supposed to be doing certain things yeah that's exactly what the point of this is and Josh McDaniel said this week that the learning phase and it's the beginning of installing a new system something completely new for a lot of these guys on the Raiders that's what this time is for to say, okay, this is how we're going to do things. We're going to show it to you at a slow speed so that come training camp, come the preseason, we can pick it up and you're not going to be confused and we're not going to be drawing, you know, things out. That's also something uh, that the Chargers are experiencing now. Brandon Staley has, has talked about now that they're in their year two of a new offense, they can move a little bit faster because it's not slowing down and saying, okay, wait, let me explain that again. What's the play, you know? So it, this is the time to go slow, figure out all the loose ends, and then get ready to, to ramp it up in a couple months. You know, how, how are these different camps different? I mean, it, it's funny. You just mentioned being with the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Rams. The Raiders uh, have a new head coach in Josh McDaniels. Brandon Staley, a couple years now. And then Sean McVay has just won a Super Bowl. So how, how do the camps vary? Yeah. You know, it's interesting because you kind of feel this sense of excitement from every team that you're around right now because for all these players, they haven't lost right now. Every single team, and if you're not thinking about winning a Super Bowl, there's something wrong with you. Every team right now believes they have what it takes to be successful and win a Super Bowl. So there's a lot of positive energy at every camp. I think the biggest difference, as you've seen too, is just the access. You know, some mm-hmm. camps are a little bit more open or you can see a team working out closer. 
um, you know, you're able to stand right next to Aaron Donald and watch him destroy these bags, and you get a sense of, wow, this guy really hasn't missed a beat, even though he wasn't at OTAs. You know, those right. kind of little nuggets that you can pick up when you're closer to the actual practice versus the Raiders, you know, we were a little bit further, so it's hard to <laughs> see what is Devontae Adams saying to Derek Carr. Are they joking? Are they laughing? You know, that kind of stuff is the biggest differences. Yeah, no, and we definitely had, there were some differences there. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> we were uh, pretty far away from the action. Again, we're talking with Bridget Condon from NFL Network here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Now, how about Josh McDaniels? Uh, obviously, it didn't work out really well when he was a head coach in Denver, but that was so long ago. I kind of don't mm-hmm. even think about that. He was in New England for a very long time as offensive coordinator. Now he's gotten his opportunity with a team that went to the playoffs, not a team he's got to rebuild, a team that went to right. the playoffs. How do you think he's matured as a head coach and, and has this opportunity with this team? I think anytime you try something out and it doesn't work, you learn a lot from it. And a lot of times we're not given second chances at things like that, right? So I think he's acting a little bit differently. He, you know, knows what it takes to build a successful team. He was so successful as an offensive coordinator with the Patriots. And I think the other thing that we forget sometimes Like you mentioned, he's going into a team that made the playoffs, but he's also going into a team with a lot of familiarity with him. There's 10 former Patriots, I believe, on the Raiders roster right now. So having guys, like we talked to Brandon Bolden on Wednesday, you know, he was even saying, Josh McDaniels, I know what he expects. I can tell my teammates that. That's huge. And a lot of times when these coaches come, like take a Matt Rule, for example. Yeah, he knew some of the players at Temple, but this is first time in the NFL, there's a lot that you have to build and a lot of different, um, you know, ways players are learning that he likes, things that he, you know, does that players have to understand, things like that. So I think the familiarity definitely is an advantage and one maybe we overlook. Hey, Bridget, you mentioned how all the different camps that you've been at. So I've got to ask one question about the Rams <laughs> camp. They've just been dropping the bag all week. So how <laughs> giddy is the entire team to know that they're on the team that's dropping all the bags? Oh, my God, it's awesome. We actually talked. They canceled the fourth, uh, the third day today of minicamp, but we got a chance to talk to Cooper Cup on Zoom earlier this morning, and he said exactly that. He's like, yeah, look, I, I'm not naive to how things happen in the NFL. I understand that it doesn't always work out this way, but it feels so good to be a part of a team where you go out on the field and you perform at a high level. You're going to get rewarded for that. I don't know what's in uh, Stan Kroenke's bank account right now because he's been <laughs> dishing out so much money. But, look, they found a way to make their key players happy. And having that core group come back is going to be such an advantage. And a lot of owners, a lot of teams struggle with finding the balance there of do we pay them, do we let them go, how do we keep a culture, you know? Yeah, that's that's very it's very important, and it's so funny when we look at what the Rams have going on. We just kind of laugh because, of course, they did, right? Of course, they just paid this person. Right, of course, <laughs> yeah, they always find a way to get it done. Now, Bridget, I wanted to ask about the the relationship between Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. We talked about it a lot as far as just you know they go back to college with each, with each other. Devontae Adams is a superstar, uh, the probably the best weapon that Derek Carr has had since he's been in the league. How do you how do you envision that between those two guys this upcoming year? I think it's going to be awesome. And again, when I was at practice yesterday, I was talking to some people who are around them a little closer, and they were saying they're like best friends. They get along so well. And I think that relationship, that chemistry that they already have a foundation of is going to show right away on the field. Look, Devontae Adams, one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in this league, 
you know, he was with Aaron Rodgers for so long, but Derek Carr is also, you know, a great quarterback. And you talk about Derek Carr, who had to deal with so much last season, for him to be able to take a deep breath and be like, okay, I don't, gotta, I don't have to field questions of things I don't want to talk about, you know? Mm-hmm. I can just talk about football and I'm throwing to Devontae Adams? Like, <laughs> what could be better for him? Right, exactly. Not too much, really. And you know, it's funny, I think sometimes Raider Nation doesn't really understand what they have in Derek Carr because of all the adversity he's had to overcome. And, you know, the, the career, he doesn't have the wins that he wants right now, but he's he's gone through a lot so far in his career. From the national point of view, I mean, you're there at NFL Network, you're talking to different organizations. How, does, how, does, how do you see Derek Carr? Look, I think... The AFC West is going to be the division to beat this season. I think whoever comes out of the AFC West is going to make a deep run in the playoffs. And Derek Carr is one of those quarterbacks. We talk about, you know, Patrick Mahomes. We talk about Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert. Derek Carr is in those conversations. He has the ability to do what all these great quarterbacks have done, and he has the pieces. He has now Josh McDaniels, who is such an offensive-minded head coach, that's going to help him and going to teach him some things that is going to blow his mind and help him excel as a quarterback. I think he's smart enough to understand the playbook. You know, that Patriot way, of course, they say that they're doing it a little different, but some of that is going to come, and I think Derek Carr is capable enough to – take on that responsibility, that pressure. And if you make it out of the AFC West, I think (laughs) it's going to look really good for the Raiders this postseason. Yeah, it's going to be, man, it's going to be such a dogfight. We talk about it all the time, how tough this division is going to be week in and week out, which makes it really exciting. We're talking right now with NFL Network's Bridget Condon here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. One of those additions in the AFC West is Russell Wilson to Denver, Nathaniel Hackett. He's a first-time head coach, but he's been an offensive coordinator in the league. How do you see that dynamic shaking out in Denver? Yeah, I was just kind of reading some things on that this week, of course, with the new owner. You have a new quarterback, new mm-hmm. owner, new GM, new coach. I think the time to shine is now. And Russell Wilson, yeah, he was with Seattle for so long, but he still has a lot in his tank. And I think the Broncos are going to be a team to beat because they, you know, the excitement, whenever a player, especially a big time, a franchise player leaves a team, you always kind of see a little extra, you know, maybe it's a chip on the shoulder, maybe not, but they have something to prove. We see it with Matt Ryan. And he want, he's going to want to go out there and say, hey, hey, Seattle, you guys let me go and look at what I'm building here in Denver. Mm, I like it. I like it. All right, Bridget, you've been to all the camps, so let's just keep it in the AFC West, the Chargers. Did you sense any confidence of that team that may be thinking that they can make the leap? We all know that every team wants to start many camps in the offseason saying we can win the Super Bowl, but some teams, let's be real, you're not going to get there. But did you sense, get a sense from the Chargers that they feel like they are one of those elite teams? I think so, and you just saw it at OTAs. They haven't had their mini camps yet. That will be next week. But OTAs, they had, what, 98% attendance. They had guys like Joey Bosa, like Derwin James, going out there and, you know, showing up when they don't have to show up. And I think when I asked uh, Justin Herbert, they had a golf tournament on Monday. I asked him about it, and he said, yeah, that just speaks to our culture, and we believe that we can be world champions. And it starts right now. Brandon Staley it's kind of now or never for these guys. They still have not made the playoffs since he's been, you know, this is only his second season, right? Mm -hmm. I'm getting confused with Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's third, his second. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they have not made the playoffs. This is the time for them 
to make the playoffs, make that jump, and they got some ballers on defense, J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack, this offseason, who are really going to elevate this team. Yeah, and that's the Raiders' first opponent. (laughs) His first opponent in L.A. I'm so excited for that game, that revenge game. Even right. the players, and they're like, it's not revenge. I'm like, oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, no, and you know, it's funny. We had someone on that was covering the Chargers, and they said that those guys still talk about that Week 18 game. Is that kind of what the sense you you're getting to? <laughs> I think, look, I think the political answer when you ask players, and I'm sure they've been groomed to say, no, we're just focused on ourselves. Like, the past right. is the past. But let's be real. It's how insane that game was and how right. it ended and all the different hot takes about should they have called a timeout, should they have done this, should they have done that. How do you not think about that? I mean, even as people, right, if you ever have a big mess up at work, you go into work the next day, you're probably still thinking about it. So I I don't know how that isn't in the back of their minds. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right about that. And, Bridget, this has been fantastic. One more question for you before we let you go. Kansas City, they traded Tyreek Hill to Miami. Tyreek Hill is a hell of a player, and I keep saying that it's not just normal player that they traded I mean that is a difference maker that's a different dude how do you think Kansas City I don't want to say recovers but how do you think that they move on without that dynamic player in Tyreek Hill you know sometimes when things like that happen I wonder I wonder if it's going to be better for everybody involved a lot of times when you have superstars who are so much a superstar it's hard like you know the Warriors have done it but LeBron James and the Lakers, they struggled with that. When you have guys that are such superstars and I want the attention all on me, I don't know if that's the case, but could that have been a reason why he went to Miami and now Patrick has the ability to just, you know, focus on him and his team? And I think it works out for both of them. I think Tyreek Hill, as you said, is a great player. I think he's going to help Miami a lot, and I think think the Chiefs are going to be just fine. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I mean, look, they're still the Chiefs, right? And they're still the winners of the AFC West until they aren't. So, again, like you mentioned, the division is going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun to see how it happens and shakes out this year. Well, Bridget, thank you so much for your time. I'll say this. Since you've only been to Vegas once, you need to let the NFL Network know that week two, the Raiders are hosting the uh, the Cardinals uh, right here at uh, Allegiant Stadium. So, sounds like a good assignment for you and a good reason to get you back out to Vegas. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to be back in two weeks for a girls' bachelorette. So, uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> I, I hope I hope I let I get to live a little Vegas lifestyle that weekend. There you go. Well, be careful when you're out here. Appreciate your time. You do a fantastic job on NFL Network. Keep it up. We'll talk soon. Thanks so much. Have a great day. All right, you too. There she goes, right there, Bridget Condon from NFL Network. She's going to be back to Vegas in two weeks. Look out! Look out! Girls' night out. It's a bachelorette party. Man, oh man, there you go. But yeah, that's pretty surprising that that was the first time she'd ever been to Vegas and it was only a, a one-day uh, one thing to come to camp and then uh, bounce right back to L.A. Willie McGinnis uh, from NFL Network, he was here at uh, practice earlier today. But many thanks to Bridget. She was fantastic. Great breakdowns of not only the Raiders but also the AFC West and everything else going on in the NFL. 417 is the time. We're here at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Raiders HQ. We want to hear from you, Raider Nation. 702-365-9200. If there is a position outside of the offensive line that you have a question about what would you say that is again 702-365-9200 salmon ash text line 69187 keyword rnr this is raider nation radio 920 it's unnecessary roughness i get up out of bed fired up sometimes the wife's like hey man calm it on down you ain't on air <laughs> it ain't always got to be i just thought about you just waking up boom <laughs> 
I scared the hell out of everybody. That's how you get out of bed. <laughs> Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. 422 is the time. Many thanks to Bridget Condon from NFL Network who joined us in the last segment. If you missed that conversation, it was really good. She was here in attendance at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center where I'm at right now. She was here yesterday checking out Raiders mandatory minicamp Willie McGinnis. He was here today. Didn't get a chance to talk to Willie, but uh, he was definitely here checking out, observing what the Raiders had going on, standing, seeing him stand on the sideline during the drill where they did the push-up drill. And uh, apparently, obviously, that's something that they did in New England a lot because as soon as the offense dropped, excuse me, as soon as the offense dropped down and uh, had to do some push-ups, he started yelling at the coaching staff, "I ain't doing no push-ups, and you didn't want to do those push-ups, did you?" So obviously, that's uh, that's something that uh, he was very familiar with, and I uh, thought that that was cool to see that kind of competition, even though it's you know just mandatory minicamp. There's no physicality going on, nothing like that, but just to be able to see you know those guys have that kind of competition and 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 really be working hard towards something. Thought that that was a big deal. So, uh, yeah, that was that was a that was a fun shortened period of a mandatory minicamp. The last day of mandatory minicamp. Now they'll have one more session of OTAs uh, next week, and then that'll be a wrap until uh, until training camp. So uh, there's there's uh, a lot of activity. Well, there was a lot of activity right now, and then it's going to be shut down for a while until we get to training camp. But we want to hear from you, Raider Nation, at 702-365-9200, and also the Salmon Ash text line six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. Outside of the offensive line, what position group? Do you have a question about? Let's go out to the phone lines, talk to our guy Raider Goose in the 559 Fresno Cali. What's on your mind, my man? What's going on, fellas? Long time, Chilling. no talk. Hopefully yes, sir. That's good. Hey, uh, what, one position, well, most mostly situational. Besides the quarterback, which is my number one, Jay, we didn't bring back Jalen. He's more of our third down uh, pass, pass protector for DC. I'm more, I, I want to see if he's going to step up for that, that, uh, that third down running back position. I'll see maybe Drake or one of those new guys we brought in. Also, I wanted to ask you. I, I, I sent you a message on Twitter. Who was that? Who was that fool asking those questions during the presser? You know, you know what uh, I'm talking about. Which wait, hold on. With just what what questions? I don't know that that reporter that kept asking the the players the questions about uh, Del Rio. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah, it did seem like it was kind of uh, out of left field, right? Uh, I get it because Del Rio was, uh, you know, a coach here, and of course we've seen what he's been talking about up there in D.C. And so uh, I, I'm assuming that uh, that was Willie Ramirez. I, I'm assuming that he was asking just because uh, of the of the ties with, uh, you know, like I said, with the Raiders organization, and and really I think that he was probably asking because. The, the views of the Raiders organization, I don't think we're anything close to what Jack Del Rio has been talking about uh, on Twitter and even in press conferences there in D.C. Really bizarre, but and thank you for the call. Uh, I'll say this, you know, it, it's not really a big surprise to me that more people probably feel the way that Jack Del Rio feels without coming out and saying so. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's a lot of that. And again, it just to me, when I saw his his words, and then I heard him double down in the presser. It it it, it didn't surprise me because again, I immediately go back to week three in 2017, and I've been doing Raider podcasts for a very long time. I've been doing radio for a very long time, and I was the first to go. Well, not the first, but I I was from the very jump. I kept saying that that locker room was lost in that day and why it was lost was because of all the controversy that was going on with, you know, the president at the time and kneeling and everything the president had to say. And that that's what lost the locker room in 2017. And there's been plenty of people that have said, no, that wasn't the case. And I, to this day, have always believed that. 
Once I saw what Jack Del Rio had to say and once I heard what Jack Del Rio had to say, I doubled and tripled down on my beliefs on what happened back in 2017. You know, so that was that was a um, you know, that was an unfortunate situation. I don't know what's going to come of that. I really don't. Uh, I'm sure Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio have had their own feelings and their own conversations amongst themselves. And look, I'm not putting down anybody for having their, uh, you know, whatever views they have. That's everyone's right to to feel whatever way they want to feel about any situation. That's okay. I just don't think that that was a good idea for Del Rio to express it the way he did. So uh, yeah, that was that was bizarre. But yeah, to answer your question in a long way, I guess uh, that was Willie Ramirez from the AP that was asking those questions to uh, Devontae Adams and Trayvon Merrick about former Raider head coach Jack Del Rio. Demond, do you want to take a quick break or do you want me just to go straight to Devontae Adams? Let's take a quick break. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I was going to play uh, Trayvon Merrick's media session that he had earlier this uh, today. But since we had him on the show on Monday live here in the studio that I'm sitting in right now, I thought, you know what? Why don't we listen to Devontae Adams? I know Harry Ruiz played it earlier on the JT The Brick Show, but it was really, really good. And, of course, he's a superstar of the team. So why don't we go ahead and, and hear from him? So we'll come on back, take a quick break, and we'll hear from Devontae Adams next here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. 4.32 is the time. Live from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Raiders HQ. Unnecessary Roughness. My man Damon Cotton's back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm here again hanging out at Raiders HQ. And it's so weird, Damon. I've been out of studio all week, so I... I'll be in studio tomorrow, I promise. I'll be at the station tomorrow. Everyone's going to think I went on another vacation or something. (laughs) I've been here. I just haven't been there. So uh, it'll be nice to be back in the home studios tomorrow and uh, actually be able to hang out with you and uh, do a show live and you know, check out the stu- the station. See, make sure everything's okay. Make sure everything's on the up and up. Well, I know one thing that's on the up and up, and that's the the connection. Derek Carr to Devontae Adams. Uh, something Devontae Adams is very excited about. Something Derek Carr is very excited about. And more importantly, something Raider Nation's fired up about. Well, Devontae Adams, he was the last person to talk with us this afternoon uh, when we were downstairs in the media room. Here is that meeting, uh, Devontae Adams and all the media. At the stage of your life, Kind of left a little bit of a comfort zone in Green Bay uh, with everything that was going on there uh, to come here. Has it been drastic uh, in terms of the change, or feel it's been fairly seamless so far? Yeah, it's been it's been more seamless than anything. It's a lot of different, you know, um, than what I'm what I've been used to over the past eight years. But um, I mean, all the changes have been good, though. You know, a lot lot more, um, you know, at your disposal. A lot lot more to do. A lot lot more, you know. it's just obviously it's a little bit more of a city than than what Green Bay was, and I love Green Bay for what it was, and it you know kept kept me grounded. It's great for a young guy coming in, um, you know, coming into some money, just to hold on to your money and, and kind of make everything about football. But as you start to get older, or if you just um, you know if you're that type of person that can control those type of things, it's it's great for you, um, you know, being in this type of environment. I know you're focused on football and all that, um, but do you ever catch yourself thinking, well, I'm really here with the Raiders right now? Oh yeah, every day. Every day, for sure. I'm, I'm the type of person that, you know, I don't like to stop and smell the roses as far as accomplishments and stuff like that. But as far as appreciation for, you know, what I've, what I've been through and, and, you know, where I am and where I actually am, you know, geographically, um, it's, it's something that I pay a lot of attention to. You know, I, I talk about with my teammates, you know, my friends, my wife, just kind of, 
you know, because when, when I slapped that jersey on and uh, to do the media day stuff that the other day, that's when it really hit me. You know, when I put the that was my first time putting the the real gear on. So, um, yeah, I, I like to you know stop and appreciate stuff along the way. So I definitely been paying attention to that. Dante, from a football perspective, you've gone through a lot of changes in a short amount of time, from learning a new scheme to getting to know new teammates, and even though you played with, with Derek in college, you know, getting to, to work with another quarterback that's not Aaron Rodgers. How have you handled all that so far throughout the offseason program? I mean, we got right back to work, just like you know. And I don't know if I mentioned to you to you guys when I came here, um, you know, right after I signed, but we we were working out together for the first six years of of our you know NFL career anyway, because we lived right down the street from each other once I moved up to Danville. So, I mean, we were throwing probably three times a week for, you know, five, six years. So, um, had about a two-year gap when when they, you know, the team moved out here. But uh, basically picked up where we left off. And, you know, we both are so committed and, and obsessive over our craft to where, um, you know, even today I messed something up at the end of practice, you know, uh, just a, a subtle thing. And we go back out there after to go, you know, I just want to feel that and do because that's the way we did it before. Anytime, you know, if he didn't if he didn't like a ball he threw in a period, he had me go stand in the spot that I, w- that I would have been catching the ball. And then he'll fire until, you know, he liked how he threw it, which is usually, you know, one more pass. But um, when you got two dudes that have worked together and already built up a lot of camaraderie and, you know, have a close friendship, I feel like that makes it so much easier kind of getting back and gelling, um, you know, the way you were before. Devontae, when a team signs a superstar, the players on the roster can embrace them or not, and all your teammates have talked about you being the leader. What does it mean to you to be embraced by these guys the way they have? It means a lot, man. Honestly, it's, it puts a smile on my face, and it's something that I mention, you know, when I'm talking to my, my loved ones back home that are like, what's it been like? That's one of the first things I talk about. I'm like, man, the respect that I got when I walked in the building, um, you know, from from the players, mainly, I mean, not just mainly, but for sure, I, I pay attention to the players because sometimes, you know, competition comes in, you know, in the wide room, it may not be, you know, it's obviously going to, you know, potentially take away from some opportunities for other people and to see the way that they've, you know, um, kind of embraced me being here and, um, you know, using me as a resource and, just in, enjoying enjoying the company too. It's been it's been a great feeling. Javante, last week Hunter Renfro came and talked about how cool it is to play with you, not even just on the field, but your healthy competitions on the golf course. Yeah, I saw he mentioned that. Yeah, he he made it seem like he'd just be killing me out there on the course, but <laughs> he, he he's a better golfer than me right now. But you got to take into account. And I don't want to cut off your question, but being in Green Bay, that's seven months out of the year. You know that I can't play golf. He's been in Vegas and Oakland, so of course his golf game gonna be where it need to be. Sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, it's all good. Just, what is it like just uh, playing with him? It's it's great, man. Um, he's a uh, he's an interesting dude because um, you know I've been around a lot of people that are like Hunter, but they're never usually you know going into their what is this fourth year coming up. It's never been a, a fourth year with the type of you know football acumen that he has and um, his awareness and understanding why he does certain things because there's people out there with a lot of talent but they can't sit there and break it down and tell you why they're you know doing what they did with their footwork or the next rep why they tweaked it a little bit because of the look that they had so um his awareness and his his football smarts is uh, is definitely he's ahead of his time so it's it's actually fun sometimes i'll be sitting there just talking to him like in the middle of an offensive meeting and we'll be talking about releases and he'll tell me what he thought and i'm like you know, this this is fun. This is this is fun being able to be with somebody who's a lot like me mentally. You know, the way that I approach the game, the way I attack it. Um, you know, always trying to find little small nuances of whether it's the, something that the defense is doing or if it's what footwork that I do. So um, it's been great. I've been learning from him. He's learned from me. Um, 
I am going to beat him on the golf course very soon. He's he's running away going to, to South Carolina, so it'll be a few weeks I can't get him. But once we get a few off days uh, in camp, I'm sure we'll, we'll be picking him back up. Monte, you've been in some explosive offenses. How What's the potential for this offense? I mean, this this offense has has a ton of potential. We got players all over that have made plays and have have done a great job and been doing it for a long time now. Um, but the potential is is nothing until you put the work in, and we still got a long way to go. So we um, you know we're climbing right now, doing all the right things, and um, you know learning a new scheme and all of that. But um, you know, don't really matter till you till you go out there and really put it together. So um, you know, Darren is is a, a hell of an athlete. You know, we talked about Hunter. You know, we got Josh. We got a, a lot of running backs too. You know, it's a, a lot of guys in there. I'm excited to see what Amir does. A lot of guys that that can go, um, you know, make plays and give this this offense the potential to explode. But um, it ain't gonna just happen because we're standing out there. So we got to put that. You know, keep stacking the days and, and put the work in. Devontae, what has it been like for you, kind of dissecting the playbook at Josh McDaniels and kind of embracing the new offensive system? It's been it's been a challenge. It's been fun though. Um, you know, I haven't had to learn a new system for quite some time now. Even when Matt Lafleur came to Green Bay, um, you know, having Aaron, he, you know, they they worked and kind of pulled a few old offense that we had um, when when Mike McCarthy was there and kind of brought that to the new offense. So it was kind of half and half. Even then, I only had to learn like a you know seventy five percent of a of a new playbook. So. Um, it's 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 a bit of a change, but I've been enjoying it. It's a, a lot of different things that you know. Josh has a has a incredible football mind, so um, just just knowing things that he's accomplished, which obviously I'm sure he's talked about, and everybody that doesn't really have anything to do with this now. But having you know that that experience like that, and having been to the the the, the big game, you know, almost ten times, that means a lot. And you know, just having that that uh, you know, anytime you can you can bring somebody in who just knows how to win, that gives you a lot of confidence as as an offense. So you know, we we bought into everything that he's he's taught us and everything that he stands for, and we just you know got like I said, got to keep stacking days and then make it about something. Have you and Derek talked to Josh about integrating things you guys are like, or does that come down the road a little bit? That'll be down the road. Yeah, that's – I'm just trying to make sure I know everything now. You can't really come in, you know, making demands and trying to do all that until you really know your stuff. And that's one thing that I do love about Josh, though. I I feel like that'll be something that, you know, not changing the scheme, but, you know, tweaks here and there of different things, you know, little small subtleties that, uh, you know, because I've obviously been doing this for a while too. So, um, you know, he respects – what I what I say and and you know what I've done, so I feel like that'll allow us to continue to grow and navigate throughout the season, find different ways to beat certain teams. So, um, you know, he's definitely always got his ears open, and I appreciate that about him. How was working How was working again with Edgar Bennett easing your transition coming here from Green Bay? Man, he was one of the first people I saw when I walked in the building after I signed, and it just put a big smile on my face. Man, it was kind of. You know, it, it added because I, I don't know as many players, or I didn't know as many players on this team as you know maybe some others when I when I first got here. So to see a familiar face, also Coach Mo, he was a special teams guy in uh, in Green Bay. So to see some familiar faces like that, it just kind of gives you a sense of comfort. And uh, you know, a guy who understands what I'm about, he's seen me from literally when I first got in Green Bay. So he's kind of seen the whole progression from young rookie who doesn't know anything to coming in and you know I've kind of established a few things now so um, you know just to be able to work with him again is, is definitely a blessing. Devontae, uh, go ahead, guys. Okay. Uh, have you had conversations with Aaron since leaving Green Bay and what was that goodbye like? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, we've, we've talked multiple times. And, you know, we talked throughout the whole process, too. And he was he was aware of, uh, you know, where I stood. And I was aware of where he stood. And we, we had talks, just like what he said um, the other day. He mentioned we had talks about his future and what he what he thinks his, his duration in Green Bay or just football in general would look like. And, you know, that played into, into my decision as well. Because, you know, where I'm in my career, um, you know, and this isn't a shot at anybody. Any other quarterbacks are, you know, on the, in Green Bay. You know, I love Jordan Love, especially. He's a he's a great guy. But, you know, I just I got I got aspirations of doing really really big things and and being remembered. And I just you know it just it wasn't really a point in my career that I was willing to to sacrifice. Um, you know, Aaron not being there. You know, after a year or two. So. Um, my decision was to be here, and, and he respected that. He understood that, you know, it has a lot to do with where I want to raise my, my kids, you know, family, being closer to home. I mentioned that to you guys when I first came up here. You know, I hadn't my, – my grandparents never seen me play in eight years, so to be able to have my family closer and, you know, the, the suites are a lot more expensive here. But now I can have all the – pack the suite out with the family and uh, and, and kind of do that whole thing. So we, we've had a lot of great talks. He was in the, the match. I'm sure you all know about that. And, Wanted me to um, go play a practice round with him in the morning, and I definitely would have gone and done that. But we had uh, we had practice here, so he he uh, he didn't have to be out there just yet. So we, um, but yeah, we've had a lot of good talks, man. He he understands where I, where I'm coming from. I understood where he was coming from, so we kind of just left it at that. Dante, pardon me for taking the subject off the football field for a moment. Jack Del Rio came under fire for some tweets comparing and sort of minimalizing what happened at the Capitol and comparing it to social injustices and civil unrest. I'm just wondering, miles away from D.C. to Vegas, if it's had a ripple effect and if you have any comment or thoughts. Uh, no, I, I don't have any any comments or thoughts. I've, I've been just burying my face in this playbook, man. Um, just just really, and that's not to, you know, I don't want, I wish I had something spicier for you, but I haven't paid it. Honestly, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. Um, and that may be bad awareness on my part, but I've just been diving in this book and, and trying to enjoy every day here with these guys so far. The other day we were talking to uh, Darren Waller, and he was saying that when he was looking at um, old Patriots, well, not old, so recent and, and old Patriots film, uh, what he saw that really excited him was uh, Gronk running wild. Was, was there anything when you watched the, the film of Josh's offense that's particularly excited you in kind of the same way about your role in this offense? Well, um, yes, but it's it's not not in the same sense where I'm watching one guy. I'm excited because I just look at all the routes that are being run, and Josh has such a a way to be able to move me around and move other people around to you know to to be in certain bless you to be in certain you know positions on the field to. You know, be it being the most advantageous spot. So that's that's what excites me is that I know, you know, and having the company that I have, you know, having Darren and and really everybody. But Darren and Hunter, those are two guys that you can't, you know, if you want to come double and triple me, which has happened, um, you know, it puts a lot of stress on on the rest of the, the defense because now they got to go cover one on one with, with Hunter in a slot. And that's that's too much room to give a guy like that to go out there and operate. So I think about it more of a. Team, big picture, um, and I, I definitely get excited when I see some of the routes. But it's knowing that I can, you know, be anywhere on the field and be have the potential to make a big play. We're gonna do three more. We're gonna go Ken, Chris, and Honda. Devonte, time flies, man. I remember interviewing you at uh, Legacy Stadium at the Venetian years ago, and you were just as humble as you are now. Uh, more exciting to go into that rookie year with Green Bay, or more exciting to come mm -hmm. here? to Vegas and show everybody that you're still that guy? 
equally excited. I'm equally excited. It's different. Um, going to Green Bay, you're a kid finally being able to fully fulfill your dream of playing in the NFL. So it's hard to, to beat that. But then, you know, following it up with coming back and playing for the team that you grew up loving, it's really hard to beat that too. So um, it's it's tough to answer and, and give you one or the other. But I, I'll say it's equally exciting because both are, are dream come trues for me. And, you know, I was able to give a lot and get a lot from Green Bay. Um, and, and the same now. I'm, I'm looking forward to being able you know, put obviously I've been compensated now. Now it's time for me to go, you know, do what I do for, for Vegas and, and enjoy my teammates here. So I just wanted to yeah, thank you, though, because my wife's from Wisconsin, so we made it back to Lambeau a couple times to see you there. But as soon as you got traded to the Raiders, my wife is now on board silver and black. Fine. There we go. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Devontae, I was wondering, you mentioned Rodgers. Um, what are some of the maybe subtle similarities or differences between Rodgers and Carson you've worked with? both of them for so many years um whew, that's a tough question i mean it's tough to compare it's it's really apples and oranges um derek Derek. i mean it's just it's just such a different ball game i mean obviously you have aaron who's cemented as you know one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game and you know that's just like comparing me to like jerry rice you know it'd be tough to do because Jerry's put together what he's done, and it's, it's undeniable respect for him. Um, and me, I'm still I'm still going, and there's still a lot that I got to do to be able to be mentioned with Jerry, and I and I'm aware of that. And I think Derek is also aware of that, um, you know, from a big picture. But as far as talent and ability, I mean, it's really similar. If you if, if I'm keeping it real, Derek's arm strength and and they throw the ball a lot different. Like Derek is going to fire it in there, and you you're going to know that things coming quick and. Aaron's got the ability to just kind of tighten that core up and just flick the ball to you. So the, the release is a lot different, but being able to get the ball to you late, you know, if they see you coming out of a break, not many quarterbacks can get it to you before you get to the sideline, you know, if you're outside the numbers already. But having two guys like that with really strong arms and understand the game and, um, you know, the mental part of it is a, another similarity that they have is they both obsess over it and, and they know everything that's going on out there. A lot of times I've seen Aaron call out a blitz when the safety's, you know, 17 yards off the ball, just, just kind of creeping back there. He said in practice, hey, he's coming. And I'm like, what? And then sure enough, dude comes flying on a snap from 17 yards down the field. So I've seen that from Aaron. And then I've seen Derek literally give me a check that didn't make any sense to me before in college here, same thing. And, you know, we, we score a touchdown on it. So. Um, a lot of similarities, but but much different. And I think Derek is in a position where he's he's chasing to, to be one of those all-time greats like that. Which is, like I said, um, that's not a slight on Derek whatsoever. I wouldn't be here if I was if I was slighting Derek. But um, I don't think that I'm ready to compare myself to Jerry Rice just yet. We'll see when it's all said and done. Um, you know, or after some more time. Just to to be fair um, overall, and and I think the same is with Derek. We you know we both chasing it and still got a lot in front of us. Devonte, in professional sports, you see a lot of guys sign the big contract and go places they're not happy. Yeah. Watching you around the facility practices, I mean, you genuinely seem to be loving where you're at. Time of my life. At this time in your life, can you describe that feeling to not only got the respect of the payday, but to be in a place that you're so happy? It's, it's hard to explain. I mean, that's that's another thing is, like, I'm sure everybody talks about you know, you guys have heard Green Bay offered this, which was higher than what I was, and all of that. And, and yeah, I'll, I'll say it, it. It was true, okay? It was true. 
But like I said, there's much more that goes into it, and, and family is a big part of it for me. So geographically being here, it makes it a lot easier for me to stay connected to my family year-round. And, you know, this, is, this isn't year two, or I'm not trying to necessarily fight for a job or anything like that to where, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You got to just stay out there. You know, I, I had the, the, the choice, and the choice for, was for me to come here and, you know, raise my family on the West Coast and, and come out here and, and have some fun in the sun. And it's, it's starting to get incredibly sunny, but it's uh, – we got ghosts here too, apparently. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's hard to explain. I just this is this is what I I thought about. You seen the pictures of me as a kid in the, in my yearbook saying NFL NBA star. That's what that's what I want to do. Devontae Adams NFL NBA star. And you know sometimes you got to manifest it and uh, and throw your jersey on and see if you can kind of you know they say history repeats itself. So so here we are. Were those gold cleats you wore yesterday Madden cleats? Those were those were those were last year's. Yeah. Last year's one, so we'll see. We'll see what the ones look like this year. All right, thanks, everyone. There you right. go. There's Raiders wide receiver Devontae Adams. Just had to run that back. I know it was lengthy, uh, but man, when you listen to Devontae Adams, the one thing that I could tell you, I mean, there's so many different things I could tell you about Devontae Adams. I can uh, go at many different angles to talk about that young man, but uh, what I do know is that the days of of guys just signing contracts with the Raiders just to get a payday and keep their career going, those are over. Those days are a wrap. I mean, in that, in that, from a, a Raider fan point of view, forget me being a radio dude or being a, uh, you know, a media member, whatever you want to call me, or sitting here in the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. From a, just a fan point, cue the fan. That is so refreshing because I don't, I can't tell you, and Raider Nation, you know, can't tell you how many times over the years we've seen somebody with a name sign a, a, a contract, a free agent deal with the Raiders, and you just realize that they're just signing that just to get a payday. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's those guys that just are trying to get paid. They don't really care about being a part of the organization. Now you're hearing guys that are happy to be Raiders, want to be Raiders. Devontae Adams left more money on the table. You know, what do we always say? It's always about the money. It is. Now look, now let's not make any mistake about it. He was g- going to get a lot of money wherever he played. I mean, he could have played in the USFL and found a way to make a lot of money. You know what I mean? But, I mean, he, he was going to get paid. But to know that he didn't just go to the highest bidder tells you everything that you need to know, that he wanted to be with this organization. Antonio Pierce, I brought him up a few times on today's show. What did he say in his presser yesterday, if you heard him? He said, I'm a proud Raider, proud fan of the Raiders. I mean, the guy grew up a Raider fan. So many, so many people, so many players, coaches are proud to be part of this organization. There's a reason for that. Josh McDaniels, let's make it go all full circle. You know how many times Josh McDaniels could have been a head coach somewhere else in the league and decided to stay there in, in New England? Could have been there a, a head coach in Indianapolis. Things changed on the Indy side of things, so he decided to pull his name out of there. I'm, I don't want to be that guy. He could have probably been a head coach anywhere. He chose to leave a comfy situation in New England to be the head man here in Las Vegas. I don't know if that results in a deep playoff run this year just because guys want to be here. I mean, obviously you got to put the work in. But that's the thing. It is nice to see from my point of view that there's guys that are big-time players that have plenty left in the tank that want to be a part of the Raiders organization. Devontae Adams wanted to be a, a, a Raider. He's a, that, was, that was his childhood dream was to be a Raider. He's a Raider now. Chandler Jones wanted to come here so he could play next to Mad Max Crosby. He's doing just that. The Raiders have players and, and, and assets, including Allegiant Stadium, including where I'm sitting right now, Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, that players want to be a part of. You think that that nice stadium 
that we see the Raiders playing on Sundays or Mondays or Thursdays or whatever day it is, you think that, that doesn't, that's not a big attractive piece? You tell me the state-of-the-art headquarters practice facility is not a, a, a great piece to like, you know, something that, that, that people uh, attract to? It is. All that is. And it's just it's such a, a difference from the Raiders, you know, even when I was coming up, you know, when I was still, you know, just as a young man watching these different free agents sign deals just to sign deals. You know, there's a lot of players. I can go through a long laundry list of players that I look at and was like, yeah, he was just there for the paycheck. Yeah, he was just there for the paycheck. Yeah, he really didn't provide too much to the team. Some of that was the players' fault. Some of that was the organization's fault. They signed guys that were too old and they just had a name. You know, I mean, so I'm not going to put that all on the players, but it's just it's nice to see that it's a different, you know, day and time. Now, they've got to go put all that together on the field and they got to turn this into a playoff team that's going to make a deep run. Hell, Derek Carr, as much as anybody has questioned him, including myself, you know, he said he only wants to play for the Raiders. Remember he said that? I doubted it. I was, yeah, that's what it sounds good right now. He said, hey, you know, if I was going to play one more year, I was going to go golf the rest of the time. He means it. He's, 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 he's what is it saying? He's dead ass when he says that, right? <laughs> he means that. He's serious. It's, it's nice to know that there's players and coaches that want to be Raiders. Not are forced to be because, well, oh, I got to keep the career going, so I'll just go sign with that team. Oh, no. No, there's, there's guys that want to be here and are thriving with the silver and black. 4.55 is the time. Uh, we got, upon further review, Eddie Pascal and myself <laughs> is coming up next here on Raider Nation Radio 920.